Hello, welcome back to another episode of A Walk Back to Self-Love. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, like always, thank you for helping this grow and uh, prosper. And of course, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nurture Your Soul. So usually when you listen to these episodes, I'm doing it solo by myself, but occasionally I will extend it out and bring empowering people onto the show that I feel are really doing incredible things out in the world, holding it down in their life. And I couldn't think of a better woman to bring on today than Q Rowland. She is a born and raised Detroiter. She is a long-standing entrepreneur and businesswoman. And she recently opened up Sea Detroit and is also my boss. So Q, how are you today? I'm well. How are you, Amber? I'm good. Thank you for being here with me. You do know it sounds very funny when you say boss. Like when you say that, when I hear that, it's always like, who, me? You're like, me? (laughs) No, but Q is honestly the best boss that I've had in my career so far. And I've. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you really are very transparent. You're kind. You're hardworking. You inspire me. And this is not me just kissing ass. Well, you know what? That makes my day today. And it's. Good Friday, TGIF. Right? Yeah. So first off, I want to talk about your latest vision, which is See Detroit. You know, what inspired you to create this vision? So um, I have been a home-based entrepreneur and have ventured out looking for workspace, but it just never really was in a position to make a commitment. So as uh, the new Detroit began to emerge, I wanted to have some form of an economic stake in the growth and development of the city. I didn't want to just stand back and watch it happen. I wanted to be a part of it. So because of that, um, I said, well, you know, what's an extension of something that I already do? And in my opinion, it was creating some place for me to work. So um, also giving that to other people to be able to um, also have, you know, what I call a seat at the table. So that's where it came from, and that's what my vision is. And one of the things that I really respect about you is you're not a businesswoman slash entrepreneur that's putting on this facade that it's so easy and that you're rolling in all this money. You know, because I think that that's the misconception in today's world with the buzzword of entrepreneurship. And so I love that you're transparent. So talk a little bit more about the real side to being an entrepreneur? So the real side is, um, you know, being completely transparent is the lack of sleep. Um, And it's not because you have so much to do. Sometimes it's just because you're worried, you know, um, scared. Um, Not sure if you're gonna be able to come up with the money that you need to complete the task that's required of a business to continue to run. And, Outside of that, you know, you know, everything is kind of centered around the money when you're first starting. And I think that having a, I don't, I want to say jaded, a jaded thought process about what entrepreneurship really is. People think that they can just, I guess maybe with, with social media, it's kind of created a false identity of what entrepreneurship is looks like I think there are a few people who are lucky and they make it big and they become famous on Instagram or whatever and they're able to have a livelihood for it but for the average person day to day or the person who says hey I want to start a business you are risking it all literally like if you really do what's required you're risking it all it's not a 
entrepreneurship, true entrepreneurship, in my opinion, is not a halfway kind of thing. You know, I hear people say, oh, I'm just going to do a part-time on the side. And I'll tell you, when I first started my first business, I was working and I think maybe I did it for maybe, you know, I do the property preservation. I was doing that for maybe two, three months. And I remember saying, if I wonder what type of money I would make if I did only just this and didn't just have all my time. And I went on a leave and tried it and I never been back. So I, I don't know if you can be a part-time entrepreneur. I know there are... I, I like to call them hustlers, part-time mm-hmm. hustlers, but I don't know in a, in a true sense of a word of entrepreneurship because it's it is it's frightening and um and it's is it's a lot of stress because in the case of C Detroit, every single thing down to toilet paper falls right. on me, you know. Right. So imagine managing every single thing in your home plus this and if you throw on some kids or a husband or whatever, it's it's like, you know, you're crazy. So So what are some of the positives of being your own boss? The positives for me initially my first thought is I'm able to pick up my children and take them to school. Mm-hmm. When I was working a um, traditional nine to five, that was my biggest struggle. Who will pick up my kids? I don't get off work at three. Um, they have another half a day. Who's going to get them for me? You know, I truly um, can empathize with parents and schools having half days or early dismissals. It's rough. Mm-hmm. And like my kids' school, they have it every other week. So imagine you have a nine to five and you got to leave mm-hmm. work to try to get your kids. So for me, that was probably the most impactful. Um, the other positives are just mind freedom. Um, not having to be in a place where I'm I'm constantly being watched, managed, told what to feel, think, ideas I may not even believe in just because I work here have to adopt. I mean, it's, it's just mentally freeing to work for myself. Well, we both talked about this, how it's so exhausting in, in the corporate world because of those said things. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are a lot of people that have beautiful visions and dream about this nonstop, but are afraid to leave that stability, even yeah. though there is no such thing as stability, you know, in the corporate world, because anything can happen. But, you know, it's it's definitely has its, its ups and downs. So one thing I can say about that, um, is you know then you have these entrepreneurs who think like I would never work for something they, they make it a negative thing like I would I truly believe there is a place for everybody like everybody's not meant to be an entrepreneur and I don't think less of you if you are not you know this is a personal decision um because there are people who work a regular job who say what the hell is wrong why would you do that you have mm-hmm. kids why would you risk your life like that you know so I but a lot of entrepreneurs tend to look at people who work for our a tradition in a traditional setting that they're less and I just don't feel that way I believe both services are needed you mm-hmm. can't everybody can't be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. then how will we do anything else right so I think there's truly um it's a person it's a personality it's a person who has a certain personality because everybody can't even deal with the mental capacity of having to do the stuff they have to do to be one if right. that makes sense so so expanding off of that how would one that's listening to this right now know if they are carved out to be an entrepreneur or a business owner? You just know. 
you don't even have to ask you don't have to ask that question you you just know is because there's no other option it's just what it is so it's not even something that if if you're sitting there thinking like can I be an entrepreneur you're probably not meant to be an entrepreneur most entre true entrepreneurs that I know are just entrepreneurs they always felt like oh I'm it's not can I it's I'm doing mm -hmm. you know what I mean so that's the language that changes so I don't think there's a thought process when I when I envisioned this and I began this process I didn't think a whole lot just did it you know, it wasn't a whole bunch of, well, I wonder, or planning. It was, oh, I got to do, you know, and mm -hmm. that's kind of, so I don't believe there's, a, if you are an entrepreneur, you know it. And I think that that's really important and valuable that you're you're saying that right now because maybe that's what's stopping somebody from deciding yeah. is they're caught up in the MI, but mm -hmm. there could be the reality that you're just not meant to be one, and that's okay. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, my past job served me well mm -hmm. when I needed it to, and it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, everybody's not meant to do this. Everybody's. I mean, because quite frankly, most entrepreneurs in their first five years are broke. Can you, you know, you gotta besides what social media tries to tell you. Yeah, the yeah, you're broke, and not only that, you're broke for you know you you have to worry about everybody else before you even think about what you can get out of it. So, and then the other thing is, um, if you hate going to work every day, eight to five, you will hate being an entrepreneur. I, I have not had less than a fourteen, sixteen hour day in mm -hmm. the past month. Okay, Literally. so so let let's talk about that. So when you leave C Detroit and you go pick up your kids from school, what is the rest of your day outside of? So that's a good question. Um, I'll give you an example. This week I haven't cooked one day this week, and it's because by the time I pick them up, I am so exhausted from the day. But then I have at least fifteen other items on my list of to dos for the remaining part of the evening. So that leads me into 12 to 1, then I'm, <laughs> and I'm finishing up. I have not been to sleep this week earlier than 2.30 in the morning every day this week. And it's just, it's not even, because I'm here working on the computer, doing this, sending this, calling this person, answering this email, and I still have that, much, that many more hours when I get home. So, like I said, if you are a person who's like, needs your beauty rest and... Mm -hmm. You can't get up and show up and, mm -hmm. you know, oh, not to mention an event here and there, you know, because you got to do that stuff, too. This is not for you. Mm -hmm. This is not for you. And that's okay. Let, and that's let's okay. reinstate that that's okay. No, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> it's only, I, I keep saying, it's a particular person who can do, it's a... It's almost like you're mentally ill. <laughs> to be, I mean, seriously, you have to be like kind of crazy to be an entrepreneur because you're doing things that don't make sense. But in your head, it does, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and you spend your time convincing others that it will and it does make sense, too. So. And you have to have probably an unbelievable amount of confidence oh, in your vision. God. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have you cannot be a person that relies on others congratulating you, applauding you, rooting you on. You really got to be like that person who can get up and do it regardless. And I always tell, so if you are an entrepreneur out there or a person thinking of being one, I always say, <clears throat> and I've been saying this for a while, one way to know this is for you is how motivated are you? And if you say, oh, I'm super motivated, I can do it. But then the question is, how committed are you? Mm -hmm. 
because once the motivation ends, and it will, and it does, are you going to be committed? There is not an entrepreneur out here who made it successfully on motivation. It was commitment. Mm-hmm. Because just like a diet or a workout plan or whatever, we can be pumped up for a minute, but after a while, you you slowly mm-hmm. aren't motivated. Just like a lot of things in life. Right. <laughs> and what keeps you doing it is if you've made an actual commitment to, I'm going to do it. So if you think that all it takes is motivation, you're going to fail and you're going to fall flat. Because... Like I said, in the beginning, your ideas are flowing. It feels good. People are saying, yeah, that's good. But then when you start getting to the thick of it, it's, it's gone, mm-hmm. you know, and no one's there. You know, after six months have gone by, people are over your little idea and they've heard it. And what's keeping you going then? Is it motivation? Certainly not. It's got to be some level of commitment. So. And what keeps you hungry for yeah, your business? Absolutely. Exactly. That's so exactly right. how does it feel being a born and raised Detroiter, being a businesswoman, and having this here in your city? What does that mean to you? It is truly an amazing feeling. Um, I remember when I was about to do my grand opening, I, I said out loud to myself, I have arrived. And <clears throat> I ended up posting that that day. It was a lengthy post. And I told all the reasons why I felt that I arrived. And um, first of all, just being a minority woman, it's you already have two, two minority things against you that sets you apart, right? Mm-hmm. So you have two things working against you already going in before you even get started. And that being the case is like being able to really see the fruits of my labor, to actually see no matter what happened, no matter who said what, no matter how much money I didn't have, I made it happen. And I did it by myself. So to be here in the city, because, like, you know, I've always told people, you know, this is the new Detroit. These are new people. I've been here for all the years of my life. I, even when I could have bought a house anywhere, I stayed in Detroit. Even when the economy wasn't good, I stayed in Detroit. So now there's new, you know, resurgence of, oh, the new Detroit, come to Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, I never left. Mm-hmm. And I believe that deserves applause mm-hmm. because so many people did. And it's a hard city. I mean, reality, I've only been yeah. living in the city proper for mm-hmm. a year and I've experienced mm-hmm. my own resiliency. It's very hard. And it's even worse in the neighborhoods because mm-hmm. the services aren't in the neighborhoods. The services are downtown, midtown, Corktown, but where the people actually live are in the neighborhoods. So um, when you talk about, you know, the new Detroit, <clears throat> it's almost sometimes insulting to see those things aren't being given to the neighborhoods because those are truly the people who make up the city, not to mention pay the bills in the city. Mm-hmm. They're the taxpayers, you know, but they're being forgotten. So for me, coming from the neighborhoods, opening in an area that I wouldn't ordinarily probably be considered to be a perfect fit, to be here is... Is, is nothing short of amazing to me, mm-hmm. like for real. It's like, it's, it's that sweet spot, mm-hmm. you know? So. And everybody knows that that sweet spot feels <laughs> right. like, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that you really cater to convenience, to mm-hmm. helping others 
launch their visions yeah. that don't want to make the leap mm-hmm. and invest in their own storefront or mm-hmm. their own shop. Mm-hmm. And so you give really incredible prices and opportunities for people to expand their well, I'm vision. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we always say, you created a space to inspire others to bring their visions to life. Correct. And I want people to come here feeling fully comfortable, fully comfortable <laughs> and um, being able to know that there will be no judgment zones here. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's accepted. Um, we look for a diverse population of people to enter our doors and, and live here. Like, I don't want you to leave. So I want this to become your home away from home. And I want you to know that when you come here, that you have just as much opportunity as anybody else, as long as you put the work in. Mm-hmm. And that usually comes from your circle of people that you choose to be around. It's not, if you aren't around people who are encouraging you or uplifting you or even doing some of the similar type of things, you're not going to get where you need to get. It's going to influence you negatively. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So coming here, I want you to come, you know, open-minded and, um, just ready to work like you know and if it's any excuse me anything i can do personally connect you with somebody i know uh, refer you to someone i know help you myself i'm all for that and that's a big thing too is in today's world it seems like so many people are afraid to extend that helping hand Mm -hmm. because they feel like it's going to take from them Mm -hmm. when it doesn't it's a community it's a collaboration Mm -hmm. it's networking yep and everybody's here should be here to help one another yep and that's the truth um and, and I'm, I'm just going to say it, in the black community, it's always been said that we don't help each other. You know, we always compare people, and I'm not saying people on the outside say this, people inside the community say, see, they, they compare, you'll hear conversations that we're compared to other races in the sense that we don't help each other whereas others do. <clears throat> and I truly believe that the reason that is, I came up with a thought process on that. It's because for so long we haven't had, mm-hmm. so that when they get something they're afraid to let anyone share with it because they've we've never really been privileged enough to just have is we're talking about generational i'm not just talking about right now so and and we don't understand how these small little little things that happen in our childhood or our parents experience or whatever how they affect the next generation and moves on and on the conversations are what they are in the homes things of that nature so i believe that a lot of um, black people suffer with not that they're selfish or bad people or even malicious people. I think that they are so protective of what they've worked for because for so long they did not have it. Mm-hmm. So they hold on to it and they don't want to let it go. And I think so. I think it's an, a flaw. I don't think it's something that's done intentionally. I don't think most people are aware that they do it. Because mm-hmm. I have, to, you know, I have learned to be very intentional with my relationships. And I intentionally help people, you know, because I want to see people win. So I do intentionally do those things. But if you're not a person who's very observant or don't self-reflect and don't see where you mm-hmm. error, you're not going to share. But, yeah, um, I think that, you know... I'm just thankful that I, you know, had the tenacity to push forward because I've been, you know, 
greeted with some obstacles and challenges along the way. But and everybody, that's another part. Everyone doesn't have the confidence that you spoke about earlier to move forward through through pain or disappointment mm-hmm. or um, disruption or whatever. And and you got to be a person who can step outside of that and say, okay, what's my next move? Okay, that didn't work. What's my next move? Mm-hmm. I'm going through that right now, actually, with Seat Detroit Part Two. I thought it was going to be easy breezy, boom, 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 and I'm running into challenges. And all that did was, okay, yesterday, after I left here, I started calling people I knew. Mm -hmm. But that's the resiliency that you have and have earned and have worked through, whereas a lot of people will shut down and walk away. Right. That's because they're not true entrepreneurs. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why. And you're also paving the way for your children, too. You know, mm-hmm. you're an inspiration yeah. to them. That is such a, um, it's so funny because they have absolutely no interest in any, <laughs> any type of thing. They're not going to take over the future of Seed Detroit. Seed Detroit, <laughs> Ryland Field Services, they don't care. But <clears throat> my, my true hope is that if nothing else, um, they learn how to be independent and mm-hmm. learn how to self-fulfill. I had a conversation with my seven-year-old last night. I told him this weekend, you're starting a YouTube channel. I said, you mm-hmm. sit up there, you watch YouTube channels all day long. Mm-hmm. You watch Start all these own. other kids do the same thing you do. Mm-hmm. I said, so if they can get on there and make money, you can too. And what did he say? Was he, he receptive said, okay. to it? Oh, yeah? absolutely. Ooh. Yeah, and his Got a brother, big weekend ahead of you. Yeah, his 13-year-old <laughs> brother is supposed to be the uh, director or uh-huh. editor and all that. But I said, you guys are on youtube all day why aren't you doing it right you know and that's really what it comes down to is we can all sit around we look at different business pop up and but what makes you different you can't do it mm-hmm. you know what makes you di- a person different is if they decide they're going to do it right that's really it that's the only thing usually that stands in the way you know and 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 i don't know if i mentioned this in the beginning when i um decided to do a co-working space i went to look at one I walked around and I said to the owner, and I didn't know she was the owner, why didn't I think of this? I could have did, you know, I could have did this. She was like, no, it's not that easy. And I looked there, I said, but it is. Right. And I did it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I'm a firm believer that if you really want it and you just decide, mm-hmm. you know, that's just what it is. So, yeah, I'm leaving something for my children, if not the actual thing. Hopefully they learn some lessons, right. you know, some values from it. That's that's all I can say about that. So before we go, um, let's talk about because you are a businesswoman and you are a mother, how do you create a work-life balance? Well, <clears throat> you just, you know, um, I force myself. So, for instance, this weekend I have a lot to do for Seek Detroit and for Island Field Services, but I literally would just put it down. I don't care if it's not done. Mm-hmm. I just, like last weekend, I was recovering from being sick. I literally did, I, I left, I stayed in the bed all day mm-hmm. doing nothing because I was so tired from the week. And sometimes, I ha- and that's something I had to learn. I had to learn to re- re- just release, meaning if it does not get done, the world would not fall apart. I and, love that. and I had to learn that because uh, when I used to work, I remember I used to work for the state. And, you know, you, you start looking at how much vacation time you have and you don't take it because, oh, because if I leave, when I come back, I'm going to have all this stuff. It's going to be piled up. It's going to, so what? Mm-hmm. 
like so yeah. <laughs> you know and yeah. and that's where I finally got to was like so what and we're such a do society uh-huh. and not a be society mm-hmm. that it's it's self-induced mm-hmm. pressure it is self-induced and you know jobs don't make it any better they they make you feel pressure like you know it, mm-hmm. Cause that you're replaceable. I think one of my one of my things was when I worked a traditional job was just that if you went on vacation, they never reassigned your work while you were gone. So what does that do? It will deter a person from taking a vacation because they don't want all of this stuff to pile up mm-hmm. on the stuff they already have, and when they return, they're done with the work. Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost like it's that's intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what employers do. They don't want you to go. They give you the time, but they don't really want you to take it. They yeah. want you there. It's offered you know, because they have to. They have to. But mm-hmm. they don't. So because if they did, they would make it more accommodating for you to do it. Right. You know, like other countries do. Mm-hmm. They require you to take off at a certain time. They require you to spend so much time out. They require when you have a baby, you're off mm-hmm. for this amount of time. You Isn't know? it mind-blowing that the United States is so... Different. Has so much money, but they're in many so ways, different. but yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Switzerland they have like a year off pay. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and and if you ask any new mother, she doesn't want to leave her newborn with somebody at six weeks because right. she has to go six that's, weeks. Right, that's, that's not like the time. most brand new baby ever. Like, no woman wants to do that. But if you aren't in a financial situation to mm-hmm. stay home, mm-hmm. then you do it. But yeah, so um. Yeah, I think that um, those are some of the things I learned with the um, work life is you just have to just say, oh, well, whatever doesn't get done, it won't get done. Mm-hmm. Now, during the week, I'll kill myself and <laughs> right. I'll stay up all are... night. But weekends, it's like I got to spend some time with my kids because I never want them to grow up and say, oh, she wasn't around, she was too busy or she wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, I am extremely active in my children's lives. So, and I want to keep it that way. It's very mm-hmm. important because these, I'm creating someone's husband, someone's, you know, they're big brothers to each other. I'm creating someone's mentor potentially. I want good people mm-hmm. to come from this. Like, I don't want them to be that guy that you're like, Cause some lady hell. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't know how to take care of herself. Not self-sufficient. Right. She's doing everything. This mama is teaching my, my, I have three sons, teaching my boys how to be men. Mm-hmm. And that's important to me. So I spend as much time as I need to. I think that's a beautiful mindset to have. Yep. So um, two more questions before we go. Okay. One. What advice would you give to someone right now, whether they want to be an entrepreneur, business owner, or just happy and thriving in their career? What can they do if they're procrastinating and not knowing what the next step is? Well, they can send me an email <laughs> and I can answer a few questions. Right, there you go. What's your email? Yep, it's q at seatdetroit.com. That's Q-U-E at seatdetroit. That's S-E-A-T detroit.com. Send me an email with any questions, no problem. And if you really are just in a stuck in a rut of not understanding where you are, what you want to do, I would highly suggest. My mother taught me this when I was a teenager, and it's always worked for me. I still do it because I'm still paper and pen. I don't like electronics. Mm -hmm. My mother would always say, "Write it down." Ah, yeah. Write it down, and because and it's it's a known fact that when you write things down, you memorize them, things Mm -hmm. of that nature. You write down what your plans are, what your goals are, what things you want to do, and you check them off as you go. So that way, 
because sometimes when we're playing in our own head, it just doesn't seem the same. But if you see it like actual progression as you're checking off stuff, mm-hmm. it matters to you, and then you understand that you're making steps to what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I always suggest writing um, whatever you're doing down, and um, most importantly, just be committed. If you're gonna do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if, if if shit hits the fan or you fall apart, whatever, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Just know that you need to get back up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so that's that's what I say. Just just do that. But yeah. Okay, and then my final question that I always ask any guests that I have on with me, what does self-love mean to you? I'm still learning. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's an honest answer. I'm still learning what that is. Um, you know, I, like every other woman, have had tumultuous relationships. I've had beautiful relationships. And when we talk about love, we always think about relationships first, right? Mm-hmm. Because relationships really, from the time of childhood we're taught that this is what we're seeking this relationship thing as we grow up so that's why i spoke on it first but self-love also for me means me taking the time for me me relaxing my brain not being stressed out not letting things bother me not letting things affect my day you know um that's something i consistently work on and when I say it, I'm not just saying it. People say it all the time. Oh, I'm a work in progress. They think it sounds like a good cliche to say, but I, yeah. no, I'm really working like on myself. Like mm-hmm. I actively, like I told you before, I'm intentional. I intentionally work on me, and because I know what my flaws are. I spent years in therapy. Believe me, I know. So I likewise. <laughs> yeah. So I really do. I'm very much aware of me and what I am and what I want to be. So self love to me is just understanding who I am and how to get there. I love that. Thank you for sharing your vulnerability today. Oh, well, thank you for having me on your show. Yes, <laughs> you know, um, you definitely inspire and empower me. Well, thank and you. I think that you have dropped a lot of gems today for people, whether they are on the path to being a business owner, entrepreneur, or if they're just trying to thrive where they're at in life. Right. I think I hope that so. there were some gems that you shared so thank I you so. and um just drop your contact information and if they want to come check out seat detroit yeah so seat detroit is located in the eastern market you can check out the website at www.seatdetroit.com um you can follow us on all platforms well facebook instagram and linkedin at seat detroit and you can also shoot us shoot me an email at q at seatdetroit.com all right well thank you q and continued success to you well thank you